Give us your peace, Lord, at the end of the day. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we remember those who have been in, have gone to heaven to and are like you, for all those of us on earth, may we be like you. Clear our minds from distractions, open our hearts, ears, minds, and souls to hear and believe your word that we, the saints on earth, live in life with Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is the head of his church, if you wish, inside of your bulletin. Some questions for reflections. You may fill them out, use the backside of notes, or simply let God's word come to you. You ever met or had a relationship with someone famous? Do you ever meet somebody famous, a sports star, a movie star, a movie, I don't know, a music star? Have you? What's that like? Who's the most famous person that you've ever met, and how long were you able to talk to that person? In my previous congregation, a lady from my church married the country music star Joe Diffie. Pretty cool. He actually came to some graduation parties that I was at. Really nice guy. I got to talk to him for a long time, for a couple of times. Matter of fact, um, I came this close to marrying him and the member. Just things just didn't work out quite right. That'd been pretty cool. Go to Nashville and marry Joe Diffie. I like that. That'd be pretty cool. You ever met somebody famous? In central Illinois, there's a theater our church group went to called the Cornstalk Theater, and they fed you. And there they put on constant plays throughout the years, and one of our members, no offense, went down to use the restroom, and right next to him was Ray Liotta. You know who I'm talking about? She was Joe Jackson in the movie Feel the Dreams. He also was the mobster in what, Goodfellas? And there he began talking, and Ray was a pretty nice guy. A member said, while I was watching the play, they went out and had a drink at the bar together, and they talked together for a while. Really nice guy down to earth. Ever thought what it would be like to meet a famous person and see what they were really like? What's that person real like? Because friends in Christ, when we watch TV and movies, we're literally inviting faces and bodies into our living room as if we know them. But what are they really like? You ever thought about that? What would that person be like? I'd like to teach you a little German. You see, in English, we say, I know. But the Germans have two words for knowing. One is kennen, and the other is wissen. Kennen is a familiarity. Uh, ich kenne das, das Mann. I know the man. I'm familiar with. Or ich weiß das. I know that. You see, kennen means I'm somewhat familiar with a the person. There's some relationship. They're acquainted. And wissen is sort of a knowledge. Well, I know the score to yesterday's football game. I was sort of nervous. Never mind. Okay. Kennen wissen, right? So kennen is a familiarity. So Germans, in the German language, if you kennen somebody, you're familiar. You have an acquaintance with. You have a relationship with a person. But wissen means you have a knowledge. I know who you're talking about, even though I don't know the person. I know that as a fact. Have you ever had this said to you? Somebody said to you, maybe your spouse or someone who's known you for a long time, I know you better than you know what? You ever had that said? People get to know each other. There's a ken in there. There's a familiarity there. You know, it's once been said, and I believe this, you can always tell a Lutheran. You know that? The only problem is you can't tell them much. Okay, never mind. All right? Anyways, Kenan and Wissen. But faith, faith is beyond Kenan and Wissen. Faith is more than a familiarity. Faith is more than just knowledge, but faith is an intimate spiritual knowledge. It's a Kenan and Wissen. It's a 
repentant relationship that trusts and hopes in Christ. Faith is much more deeper than that. And so here, the Roman centurion, him and another cohort were in charge of 100 soldiers, hence a centurion. He knew Jesus beyond Kenan and Vissen. His servant was ill, and somehow or another he heard about this Christ, this Messiah, and said, Jesus, I want you to go and heal that person, but you don't need to even come to them. You just need to say the what? May we have such faith. A Roman, an outsider, not a Jew. Jesus, just say the word and the person will be healed. They had a canon and a vision and a faith very intimate. Just say the word, Jesus, and he will be healed. Jesus' disciples said this, a sort of a canon vision faith. Can you all read it with me? That which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The disciples themselves, they call Jesus the word of life. I can tell you all about Jesus. We hung around with him for three years. I mean, we looked at him, we touched him, we hung out with him. We know Jesus very intimately and his words. And we write from a first-person perspective. We know who he is. There's a canon, there's a vision, and there's a familiarity with Jesus. So all Saints Day, that's today. Did you hear all the names? Did you recognize some of them? The believers who have gone before us the past year who are now with the Lord. They're now with the Lord and like the Lord at peace. So baptized friends and believers we knew who died in the faith and out Jesus, we celebrate. For all the saints who from their labors rest, who these by faith before the world confess, thy name, O Jesus, are more be blessed. They are now in heaven. What's heaven like? People tell me what heaven's like. Oh, heaven's going to be great. It's better than life on earth, I agree. Or we hear they're in a better place, I agree with you 100%. And right now they are partying in heaven. What? Well, right now, right now they're having a really good time and they're fishing in heaven. What? Right now in heaven, the greatest joy in heaven is that they are without sin. They are with the Lord in peace. They are like Jesus. They can no longer sin They're only pure and holy in Jesus. And they are now with the Lord and they are like him. You and I, life on this earth and the church militant with its mess and its uck and its sin. And today we celebrate that. Have you ever wondered this? What would it be like if you met Jesus face to face? You ever thought if I could ask God one question face to face, would you ask him? If you met Jesus face to face, what would he be like? How you describe him? Would it be a Nikenin? Would it be a Vissin? What would be that be like? Well, I'd like to tell you what Jesus is like. You see, Jesus is poor in spirit. He always sought his Father's will. He looked to God for every good. When he broke the loaves and fish, he blessed it. He prayed to God. Jesus knows what God is like. He seeks his Father's will. Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What is Jesus like? Jesus looks to God for everything. Maybe I'm just getting grumpier and older, but when I see someone on TV who wins an award or they have a championship or they have a great accolade and they don't thank God, how can you not do that? They thank themselves, their coaches. Yes, that's appropriate. All gifts come from God. What is Jesus like? He's poor in spirit. He looks to God for all things. Even the woman, when she put 
her might in the offering, she knew who would provide all his, her needs. Who? God. Poor in spirit, look to God in all things. You know where the longest distance in the world is? It's from the head to the heart. See, there's a lot of people who have religious knowledge, but it's never what? Penetrated the heart. A lot of people can tell me John 3.16. A lot of people can tell me church doctrine. But the question is, is it where? In my heart. Am I connected to God? Is God connected to me? Blessed are the poor in spirit who look to God and trust to God and everything. That's what Jesus is like. What else is Jesus like? Well, he's one who mourns. He wept. That's actually a Bible verse. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. He what? Wept. I always hope they get that one for confirmation. Kurt, here's your memory verse. He wept. Never did. Always got like this 32 words in your mind, okay? He wept. Jesus had mercy on the crowds where they are like a sheep without shepherds. When I say Jesus mourns, I didn't mean he's weepy and downcast and depressed. What I mean when I say blessed is Jesus, blessed is Jesus, blessed are those who mourn, is Jesus had compassion on people. He understood where they're coming from. Notice I didn't say Jesus pitied people, had pity parties for people. But Jesus mourned for them. He saw their cast and he cared for them. He cared for the crowds there like a sheep without a shepherd. Do you know what IQ is, right? IQ is intelligent quotient. It predicts which people can really do well in college. You ever heard of EQ? What's real? EQ is emotional quotient. It tells how a person, when you put them in a room with others, can relate and understand those, those, those things going around them. And high EQ means I can tell if someone's depressed. I can tell if someone's excited. I can, I can understand what goes on with the crowd because I'm focused on others. Jesus is God. He sort of like had perfect EQ. He mourns in the sense that he empathizes with us. He knows what's going on and he mourns because he's sad that it's happening. We mourn for others. Blessed Jesus mourns. He cares for others. He empathizes and he sees people in their situations. Notice I didn't say Jesus had pity. He mourned for them. He cared for them. What's Jesus like? Well, he's meek. I'm not saying Jesus is a coward. I'm not saying Jesus is a wimp. Meekness is controlled strength. My wife and I, we once owned a 100-pound German Shepherd dog, a wonderful dog. And one time we're walking our 100-pound German Shepherd dog, and this little dog came up to our, little, our big dog and started going, rip, 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 rip. My big dog just stood there. My big dog didn't need to say anything. Why? He's meek. Meekness is controlled strength. Little dog, rip, 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 rip. Okay? My dog was just is. Jesus is meek. I didn't say wimpy. I didn't say a coward. I didn't say low self-esteem. He's patient. When you've been to the mountaintop, nobody else needs to know. He rides into Jerusalem on a donkey in humility. He shears for us to be meek. He says, if someone slaps you on one side of the cheek, do what? Turn the other. What's Jesus like? He is meek. Meekness is controlled strength. Meekness is humility. Meekness is knowing who I am. What's Jesus like? He mourns. He's pure in spirit. He's meek. What's Jesus like if you ever met him? He hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Jesus prays that you and I might be one with the Father as he and the Father are one. Now, I'm not saying to be religious. There's a lot of religious people who don't know Jesus. Not in a Vin and Kesson 
Vinan, I mean, sorry, Vistan and Kenan and Faith. Jesus loved coming to God's house, not because it was an obligation, but that's there when he was one with Christ. We can be one with God. Do you remember what Jesus did when the crowds were selling goods outside of God's house? What did he do? Tipped over the table and made a whip. Jesus thirsts and hungers for righteousness. He prayed always for his Father's will to be done. He wasn't religious. Jesus had a zeal for God's house and truth for his word. What's Jesus like? He's merciful. To the woman at the well, what about the woman at the well? She had the reputation, excuse my language, to be the loose girl. She was the lady that wives didn't want their husbands to be seen with. She was a woman, everyone knew what she was like, and so she was left by herself, and she showed up at the well at noon in the heat of the day when no one else was there, but Jesus had mercy on her. Matter of fact, when she repented, Jesus said, I am the Messiah. And the thief on the cross who stole money, who was crucified with Jesus, remember what Jesus said, being merciful to him, today will be with me where? He's merciful. He told the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit to forgive the sins of any they are forgiven. He's merciful. I saw this t-shirt once. It said, I don't get mad, I get even. (laughs) That's not merciful. Jesus is merciful. He's rich in mercy. He's very rich. He can forgive sins. I don't need to hold a grudge. I'm that wealthy. Jesus is merciful. What's Jesus like? He's meek. He mourns. He's pure in heart. He's merciful. What's Jesus like? He's, He's pure in heart. He always seeks to do the truth and what's right. Herod asked, I'm sorry, Pontius Pilate asked him, I heard you're a king. And Jesus said, yes, you're right. But my kingdom's not of this world. I am a king. He always wants to do what is right and good. He seeks always for justice to be done. He has nothing to hide. He's pure. What's Jesus like? Pure in heart. To the Pharisees who are upset that Jesus was talking to the prostitute, Jesus praised her as one who repented. He always sought for what was truth and right and good and holy. What's Jesus like? Meek and pure in heart and thirsts and hungers for righteousness and he mourns. What's Jesus like? He's a peacemaker. Jesus is that person in your school when two guys get in a fist fight in the hallway, he breaks them up and says, now let's get along and you two what? Shake. Jesus is a peacemaker. He tries to work things out for the best. He told the crowd to put down the stones. He tells us to love our what? Enemies. He's a peacemaker. Forgive those who offend us. And Zacchaeus the cheat who was despised. Jesus, when Zacchaeus repeated, he wanted the crowds to see he changed his heart. He's a peacemaker. You know what peacemaker means? He seeks unity. He wants everyone to get along. He is a peacemaker. When the brothers were arguing over their father's inheritance, Jesus said, aren't there more important things in the world than just riches? How about if you two get along? What's Jesus like? Meek and pure in heart and thirst and hungers for righteousness, he mourns. What else is Jesus like? He's persecuted. Jews betrayed him for how many pieces of silver? That was the cost of a slave. The Pharisees threw rocks at him after Jesus talked at a synagogue. He's persecuted. He's slandered at his trial, and he's nailed to the cross. He's persecuted, and he also suffers because he knows that we will suffer. 
We will suffer, friends in Christ, if you do what's right. Sometimes as your pastor, I tend to want to be a people pleaser. But being a people pleaser doesn't always mean what's doing what is right. And if you do what's right, someone's always going to be what at you? Mad at you. Jesus suffers. He warns a servant is not greater than his master. And if the world despises us, it's because they despised him first. That is what Jesus is like. If you met Jesus face to face, pure in heart and merciful, and he mourns, and he's a peacemaker, and he's persecuted, and he, he's pure in heart, that's what Jesus is like. Summary of the Beatitudes, Jesus loving toward God and all people, if that's what Jesus is like. And ready for this? You and I are called to be like who? You and I are called to be like Jesus. Peacemakers, merciful, pure in heart, thirsting and hungering for righteousness. Martin Luther says we're to be little Christ. You might be the only Jesus somebody knows. Someone's a member of St. John's. They live across the street from a person. And the only thing a person knows about St. John's is the person who lives across the street. You might be the only Jesus somebody knows. How you live your life is how people might think Jesus is. How people might think St. John's is. You and I might be the only Jesus somebody knows. And you are, and I are what? Jesus with skin on. Be like Jesus. Peacemaker. Meek. Pure in heart. Merciful, thirsting and hungering for righteousness. Jesus. You and I are called to be a follower of Jesus. Now, many years and many pounds ago, I used to run cross country. I was a number two cross country runner on my junior, my, my JV team in high school. And my coach said, your job is to stick with our number one guy. What? Stick with the number one guy. He's in 10th place, you're in 11th place. He's in 2nd place, you're in 3rd place. Your job is to stick with him. Stick with who? Jesus. That's our calling. Stick with Jesus. You and I are a template of Jesus. You know what a template is? It's a pattern. A good friend of mine had to replace his roof. He knew he didn't like heights, so I replaced it in lower level of his house. He made me a template to make sure all the shingles got put on right. Now, I didn't get to use the electric hammer because I'd probably hammer my hand. I had a template. Fix, put all the shingles in the exact place. Be a template of Jesus. Any of you familiar with this? I never know this. It's called a gickly. Can you write in cursive? Do you remember how you learned how to write? A, 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 B, B. Remember that? When you first began writing, weren't some of the letters also filled in to help you out? A gickly of Jesus. Be like Jesus more a little bit each day. Be like Jesus. We baptize saints are molded and shaped by Jesus' word, power, and grace that we might become more and more like who? Jesus. Vissen, Kenan, Faith. So how about this for a closing thought? Read it all with me. For to you this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. And all God's people say, Amen.